Hello, everyone. This is Kerwin, and welcome to another episode of What's Happening in Travel with Kushu and Kerwin. Um, it's been a little while, and my apologies for that. A lot has been going on, of course, and my buddy, he's been traveling and doing all kinds of different things, and so we haven't had a chance to get together to do um, the podcast. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it by myself, and whenever he's here, will um you know we'll uh, we'll collaborate but i realize that uh it's it's been a while and um it's really time for another episode so welcome back i try to do this every week as we go along we'll have different topics and this week i am going to try to talk about faro islands and uh and uh, i think that that might be the main topic for this one but um, if you're uh, watching, behind me is uh, Airbus A320, and that's from Atlantic Airways. And Atlantic Airways is the airline that serves Faroe Islands. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to fix my fix my shirt, so I don't. So <laughs> um, I have a little cold, so those you, you hear a little uh, nasal. Um, so trying to get to Faroe Islands was quite interesting, and. Um, as you can see, it was very, very cold. Um, it was below below freezing temperatures. I think it was like two degrees Celsius, which is like twenty eight Fahrenheit or some something really, really cold like that. But the the Faroe Islands, um, they're actually located. It's uh, north of the UK, southwest of uh, southeast of Iceland, and. Um, west of Norway. So there's literally sitting right out there in the in the ocean. Um, if you're flying from Scandinavia to the United States, you'll typically fly over it and not notice it because it's probably covered in, in clouds. Um, at this time of the year, uh, white is the word. Uh, it is very cold and there's snow everywhere. Um, while, and it, there's snow, it's interesting because it's an island, how it gets uh, weather coming over it. Um, what will happen is that you will have perfect conditions. So the sun will be out. Um, I even heard some birds, which is a little odd. And then all of a sudden, a, a front moves in and you have a complete whiteout, snow for like five minutes. Then that stops and it clears up. Yeah, I, I caught a cold uh, while I was on the trip because I, my jacket wasn't warm enough, unfortunately. But um, so the weather changes constantly um, as you're there. Getting there, um, that's the first thing we'll, we'll talk about. So first what I did, I looked at uh, which airlines serve the Faroe Islands. And um, it was Atlantic Airways. Yeah, that's their local airline. And they fly to uh, Copenhagen, and they also go to Iceland, and uh, they also go to Edinburgh. Um, so when you go, uh, the best thing to do is to go to Atlantic Air's website, see where they fly from, and then uh, you know do your journey that way. One of the the interesting thing is that they do have a partnership with SAS. So if you go to their website and try to book. Uh, and the connection is via SAS, you can get it. So typically you can do something like um, uh, Copenhagen to Atlanta, to um, Faroe Islands, F-A-E is the code, 
or you can do uh, Oslo to Faroe Islands. Uh, what I did, because I was in Berlin for a conference, I went from Berlin to uh, Copenhagen, and then I did Copenhagen to uh, the Faroe Islands. And for the return journey, I did the Faroe Islands to Copenhagen, and then Copenhagen to Oslo, because I was flying back from Oslo to JFK or North, which would be another podcast episode. Now, uh, the uh, this is a, a low-cost uh, airline, but the service was actually very, very, very good. Uh, they do offer you tea and coffee and water as complimentary on board. You can buy your items uh, on board as well. And, you know, like uh, you can buy sandwiches or you can buy a meal. And they have like a sandwich of the day uh, that you can buy. Uh, you can buy before your flight or after your flight. Uh, you can add different, you can pay for your seat. I didn't pay for a seat. But the cool thing was when it assigned me a seat, I was able to change it. Most low-cost most low carriers, once they assign you a seat, you can't change it. So I was assigned an aisle seat and I ended up changing to a window seat, which if you're going into the Fire Islands, you should try to get a window seat. <clears throat> the window seat uh, gives you a, an extremely awesome view. Now I was very tired and I was falling asleep and the guy who was actually in the middle seat next to me and had moved over to the aisle because somebody um, moved over, he, he nudged me and showed me that the islands was passing by because I was asleep. And um, it's just so beautiful. The, the interesting thing about seeing the islands from the air at this time of the year is that, you know, you normally see the green stuff because whenever you see fire islands, that's what you think about green, right? Because no one really visits in the winter. It's just the locals that do that. But, you know, but Kerwin not to visit in the winter because I tell you, it is cheaper to visit in the winter. So um, you're going in and you have the ocean, and then you see this island, and then the islands uh, are like above, you know, they're, they're cliffs. So when you see the cliffs, uh, the snow is just typically on the top, and then you can see the cliffs doesn't really have any snow in it, or not not as much snow. So the contrast between seeing the snow on top, the uh, kind of snowy side of the cliff, and the ocean before is really is really good to see and of course you get clouds in the middle um, of all that then we touch the runway the runway looks like what it looks like behind me um you know, except a little a little clear a little less um a little less ice on it and then the airplane has to stop and that is actually pretty cool you hear all the reverse thrusters going the brakes going and all that kind of good stuff um and then you know everyone is really happy no one claps so you can tell you're not in the Caribbean because no one's clapping. Uh, once you arrive in the in the the Faroe Islands airport, it's a it's a tiny airport. Uh, two gates, I think they have. Uh, and then you go through. Now you have because I entered, I already entered through Berlin. I got stamped into the EU in in Berlin. Then I went to Copenhagen, and then I went to Faroe Islands. So when I get to Faroe Islands, there's no immigration. Um, but the, there was customs and the lady, I was walking by and she goes, can I take a look at your bag? And I'm like, okay. And then she goes, can I see your passport? And so I showed her my passport and then she, she did an agriculture inspection on the little machine thingy. And then I was good to go. So, um, I don't know if that's standard or, um, I just got profiled. 
you know, um, immigration people do their jobs and I, I'm happy that they do their jobs uh, to make everything safer. So I was fine. Uh, but she was very sweet. Uh, she asked, just, you know, how long am I staying? It's my first visit. And I'm like, yes. So uh, I love talking to people. So for me, that was fun. So then when you go outside of a bus, there's a bus that takes you to the airport, uh, to the airport, I'm at the airport, take you from the airport to the city. Now you can reserve a taxi if you want, or you can just pick up a taxi at the airport. The prices are different. Um, I think it's like one was 90 Dutch kroner uh, is a fare for um, a de de Dutch kroner. <laughs> Denmark, because um, Faroe Islands is a part of Denmark, long story. Uh, so you can take a bus, which is 90 kroners, and it takes about 35 minutes, 40 minutes taking the city. Or you can get a taxi. I think it's like 250 kroner. Um, there are shared taxis. Or you can also take another private taxi for 750 uh, kroners. So if I looked up the pricing, I think it's, uh, what was it? 90 DKK. So 90 Danish kroner is 1276 uh, US dollars. And so that's on the bus. And the bus is very clean, very nice. You, you, can, you can pay with a credit card. So that was good. And I think it's 250. Uh, that's $35. And then what did I say? The other one was $750 or something like that. And so that's 106. So it gives in. But as you're a taxi by yourself, you can go. You don't have to share with anyone. Um, the buses are timed with your arrivals. So uh, when we arrived. Now, when I arrived, there are our different time difference from Copenhagen. And my phone didn't change properly. So when I arrived, I was like, oh, well, we just missed the bus. But that wasn't the case. The time, the, the phone took a little while to, to get back to the time. They do have a little uh, tourism information uh, center there. So I went and I asked and I said, hey, um, how do I how do I get to uh, the city? And she was very sweet. She said, there's a free map outside you can take. And she said, just take the bus, you know, uh, or, or you can take the taxi or the shared taxi. And so I decided to wait, just wait for the bus. Went outside, took some pictures. It's freezing. And there's a bunch of people just waiting for everyone. You know, it's kind of funny. There's no uh, there's no cell phone lot. <laughs> people are just waiting outside. There's like uh, six or seven cars just waiting. And there's um the taxes are on the side. I love small airports for that because you know you don't have all the you know the, the things that you know big big countries big countries have. So once the bus came, um we drove into the city and there, there was a crowd, maybe 10 people or so on the bus. And uh, there's a hostel and there are, so basically if you don't know where you're going, just tell the driver and the driver will drop you as close to where, as close to a stop where you're going uh, needs to be. Um, it's cold. So if you have a bag or something, you should probably take a taxi. <laughs> Although one of the girls was going to the, uh, the hostel, she got off. And at one of the stops, like the second, the first stop, I think, which is a little town just outside of the airport. 
and uh she got off and um she had a big bag and she was able to take it into the into the little town but uh it's it's just so beautiful um as i went along i took a bunch of pictures i'll try to share those online so you need to come back to um passwriter.com/whit so you can see uh some of the photos that i took of um of iceland iceland <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a cold and it's making me say weird things. So it's Faroe Island, it's not Iceland. So um we it took me about um I I I didn't kind of tell the guy where I was going. So when we we're almost there, I went and I said, because I was watching it map and I saw the hotel and I stayed at the Hilton, the Hilton Garden Inn, which is actually a beautiful property with excellent views, and it's only half an hour from the city. Now when the weather is cold, half an hour seems like forever. Um, but it's beautiful. It's a nice little walk. And they've cleaned the sidewalk, so you don't have to worry about slipping. Although some places, you know, some places sidewalk ends and not to so just be careful. Uh, but they do have some free buses. The red buses are free. And they will basically take you wherever they go. But there is a, a number two bus leaves from that hotel and will take you into the city in about 10 minutes. Um one of my plans was to just sit down and take the different buses every time, but I just never got around to it. I I, I did take it for a little, I ended up walking instead of taking the taking the buses. And every time I'd walk somewhere and go, oh, I could have taken the number one. Oh, there's a number three. I could have taken the number three. And the thing about the number the buses is they have if you go down to central the the, the center of the city, there is like a little map, and the map shows you where all the buses are. And so you know whether you should wait, how long you're going to be waiting. And inside, it's it's warmer inside than waiting outside. So this is a very, very useful thing. Uh, so the, the, the bus was able to drop me close to the hotel, and I had like a five-minute walk. I just had a backpack, so it was easy. But if you have a, a luggage or something like that, then you should probably take a taxi because um, it is a little walk. And plus, when you get to the hotel itself, it's like a downhill driveway, so if you have a big, big suitcase or something like that, you may have difficulty um, with it. Uh, but, you know, if you just have a little bag or something like that, then it's okay. And just dress warmly, very warmly, because it's cold. At least this time of the year, it's cold. The hotel, I think, was open in October 2020. So it is quite new, and it's actually a very nice hotel. And you get Hilton points, so that's a good thing. Uh, and they had, like, a bonus going on. So I think I ended up getting, like, 13,000 points for staying two nights. So that was really good. Uh, what to do? Um, you there's a big thing about churches in in the Faroe Islands, and uh, they are Lutheran primarily, and they are, but there's one Catholic church, and actually, they, I met some locals, and they're like, yeah, the um the the workers, uh, most have a lot of Eastern European workers, and uh, and also Filipinas. There's actually three percent of the population is Filipinas. Go figure. Because uh, Philippines is, is warm and that's freezing. So it's a complete opposite temperature. And actually, uh, two of them were working at our hotel. Very nice people. I had a great conversation with them. Um, and so that's primarily the folks who use the Catholic, the Catholic church, the lone Catholic church that's in town. There is a cathedral. It's a Lutheran cathedral. And that's such a beautiful cathedral. I actually went to devotion service there because I wanted to see what the church was like. And it was great. Spoke to the minister. Husband plays the plays organ. And I love organs. So we had a great connection. Um, this is me slipping and sliding through the town the whole time. 
uh, I was only there for two days, uh, but it's it was it was worth it. Um, there is lots to see just in the city itself. They have a lighthouse. Um, there is a big. Uh, it's a port town, so there's a huge port. Um, one of the things with the the Faroe Islands that they're connected by um, underground tunnels. And these are underground tunnels that are built under the ocean, <laughs> so um, it's 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 pretty amazing. And there are also tunnels that go through mountains, and there are bridges, but I didn't go over any of the bridges. But there are bridges, um, and they have uh, ferries that will take you from island to island as well. So you know you can you can get around. So when I I want to go back. And I want to go back when it's warmer, but I know I'm going to have to spend more money uh, whenever I go because uh, everyone everyone is going to be there. Or maybe I plan on going when the season is just opening up or when the season is closing because then you have less people. Uh, so that's probably what I'll do. Because uh, I do want to go back and see when it's greener uh, because you can see the green, the green stuff underneath the, the snow. Uh, oh, one thing too, they use turf roof. So uh, even my hotel had the roof is actually turf. Uh, and this is how they used to keep warm. Not, not used to, this is how they keep warm. Because when you go, a lot of the buildings still have the turf roof um, on it. Uh, at least in the in the older part of the city. The rest of the, the, rest of the city now, it's all new new roofs and stuff like that. Um, but apparently back in, back in the day, they would keep a cow in the basement because God would keep the keep the place warm. And in the uh in the and the roof they would use a turf to keep to keep the house uh warm. Uh what do you eat? There there are lots of restaurants um all over uh the city. So you know just basically pick one, find one. There's also lots of bars. I did see a bunch of bars. I don't drink so I didn't go to any of the bars. Um but you don't see anyone. Or you see very few people, but they're all inside. Because I walked through like the government area, which is which is one of the the attractions, and they have a another area which is the area where the older homes are, and they do have a sign that says "Don't." But what people would do apparently is go and take pictures uh, of the people's houses by peeking through the windows. So they have little signs up and says "Don't do that," because you know people live here. Please respect our privacy. So if you go, don't do that. Just you can take pictures of the outside of the homes. And if you see people, don't take pictures of the people unless you ask permission. Uh, so, you know, just just be mindful. Just think if somebody came to your neighborhood and was taking pictures through your window, you'd probably call the police, wouldn't you? So don't do that. Uh, there's a little lighthouse downtown and they have a monument from 1874, I think it is. And uh, on that, that monument, you can see the entire city. Um, so if you go uh, take a look at that, they have a bunch of churches. So if you go, you can check out the churches as well. And they have excursions you can take. Um, like I said, you can take the, the boats to different islands and things like that. Um, I was only there for two days, so I didn't, I didn't really do much. And I was tired and it was cold. Um, did I mention it was cold? <laughs> um, Excuse me. So if you ever go, those are some of the things that you can do. Uh, on my way back, I took the shared ride because I didn't feel like, uh, oh, um, this is connected. When 
On the way back, I got a note that said the flight was going to be an hour and 20 minutes delayed. It actually went to my junk email, and then I eventually found it. Now, of course, I still got ready, and I was ready to be picked up at, they pick you up two hours before the flight. Flight was at 8.20, so pickup was at 6.20. Breakfast was at 6. So I was ready myself, and this other lady, she was also ready. Checked with the front desk when they didn't show up at 6.20. And the front desk called, and they said, well, we're not going to show up until uh, 7.50 because your flight is rescheduled to 9.50. So we're like, well, are they? what if they leave earlier? But um, as you can see from the thing in the back, it was very cold. They had a storm coming in, and they... I guess they have really good predictions. So they just already adjusted everything, knowing that the storm was going to come in. They adjusted everything the night before, uh, which I thought was pretty efficient. But the company didn't notify the hotel that that was the case, so the hotel couldn't could um, notify us. And the other lady, she had booked her travel through by herself, and the company didn't notify her either. Um, but... It all worked out because they picked us up at 7.50 and then um, we had the interesting ride to the airport because it was so cold and uh, icy and everything like that. But the driver knew exactly what he was doing. It was kind of cool because you would drive along and then you get to the bridge, the uh, the tunnels. And of course, it's cold, it's, it's cold outside. How many times am I going to say it's cold? Um, but it's all white and everything outside. And then you go into the tunnel and it's just quiet and it's clear and uh, there's no snow, there's nothing. And then you get to the other end and there's everything is just white again. So it's actually beautiful um, doing that. And then there's a lake you're driving by. Or it's actually, it's, I think it's probably the ocean that you're driving around. Um so it's actually, it's really, really picturesque. It's very beautiful. And everyone is just driving at the proper, I'm, I would not drive there in the wintertime uh, because the roads are very slippery. But the people who are driving there, they know how to drive in the road. I, no one is in a hurry to get anywhere. So that was actually quite good. We got back to the airport and, uh, you know, it was perfect timing. Everybody was there. They have, if you have a bag to check, you can print your bag tag, you take your bag over to the counter, you check it in, you go through security, which is very simple. And uh, you go to the in the airport and you have a, you have a duty-free, because all these airports have duty-free. And then um, this is not the plane that I have here that we jumped on. We actually had an um, a airplane with winglets, shocklets. And then... Um, we headed out. They had rebooked everybody else that needed to be rebooked. Um, my tickets were separate, so I didn't need to do anything. I had I'd given myself enough time in between. Because if I had bought the ticket from Atlantic Airways to Oslo via Copenhagen as one ticket, it would have cost me like $200 more. So I bought them two separate tickets, and I gave myself enough time in between just in case there were issues, and there were issues. And so when I got to Copenhagen, I was able to use the SAS Lounge because I'm a, a Starlands Gold member, which is actually expiring soon. Um, and I also have a United Club card, so I could have used that uh, anyway. But that's pretty much it. Um, it was a good trip. So if you ever go, let me know. I'm going to leave some links in the in the in the uh, show notes for this post, and. Um, that should be it. That should be it.
Now it's been so long since I've done one of these, I forgot what I say at the end. <laughs> but I hope you all have a good time. I hope you're listening. Uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. And if you have any uh, tips or anything of going to the Faroe Islands, and um, if you've gone in the wintertime and done something different than I did, please let me know. So this is Kerwin, and uh, Kusha is not here today, but um, but this is Kerwin with uh, What's Happening in Travel with Kushro and Kerwin. And today's episode was dedicated to the Faroe Islands. See you soon.